0: Hello, and welcome to Analyzing Finance with Nick. This topic kind of dives into some sociocultural issues, but it's still heavily related to finance and economics. And this is what I call the social depression that we're going through right now. And as a byproduct of it, that has developed is something I call the cynical industrial complex. Uh, I'm going to go into... What is the Great Social Depression? Why I think it's happening? What, who benefits from this? And what can be done about it, if anything should be done about it? So, as of when I'm recording this, the US economy seems to be wobbling a little bit. However, a lot of the phenomenons, when I started researching this topic in 2018, happening even when economic conditions back then were probably in the best shape in the u.s that they have been since the late 1990s Uh, real gdp has grew an average of over 2.3 percent since 2018 Um, and during the beginnings of this again pre-pandemic inflation was low at 1.8 percent now that it's higher it actually will probably make a lot of these trends I'm about to mention worse. And service PMIs have basically been robust with the exception of the pandemic. And unemployment rate is at below 4% and it's at the lowest really it's been since the 90s tech boom. Uh, The outperformance really in the U.S. has been notable this whole time with the U.S. dollar being strong, the U.S. really being the only developed economy that's been able to get shorter term interest rates above 1%, not just currently, but even in last cycle when inflation was lower. And the gap between the U.S. and the average OECD country's G per capita is also at highs in favor of American incomes. Uh, With lower immigration levels, real wages have even really begun to rise and have been on a solid uptrend between 2017 and this year when inflation kind of overtook them. And US stock prices did well at the beginning of this Great Social Depression. Now they're hobbling a little bit. But in general it was a when the beginning of these trends I noticed was the economy was fairly good. And on a relative basis, the US economy had been outperforming other countries. However, if you look at what's been going on in this country socially, It's the exact opposite picture. On most major measures of personal well-being, Americans are suffering the most since the Great Depression, if not more. And what's particularly scary about this data is that the level of mental distress and pain has been negatively correlated with age. Younger people, uh, particularly those in their teens and their 20s, have experienced the far more unhappiness and levels of mental illness, anxiety and just in general cynicism and pessimism towards their own life future than older generations, despite having probably a lot more to look forward to than older generations from an objective point of view. Uh, here are a few of the statistics that highlight the social malaise in the United States. According to YouGov, 22% of American millennials claim to have zero friends. Sounds really quite crazy, but when diving deeper, it's pretty realistic. You've got busy work schedules and social media, which have basically eroded uh, social skills, particularly empathy. And you can see the lack of empathy based on any conversation on Twitter, which makes it harder just for people to get along. And I think the internet has created the nichification of culture where people only want to associate with people who have like their exact political views and eating habits and a variety of other things which makes it hard to make friends. Uh, I I have some personal experience with this. From the age of 14 to 17, um, I had no very few friends I probably had one actual real friend during that time period and even then I didn't live in the same city as him half the time I mean I'm fortunate I had a lot of siblings which kind of blunted the blow but yeah it's a real struggle Uh, 47% of adults in the United States consider themselves to be chronically lonely which is double the level it was in the late 1990s. Uh, For more on that phenomenon, I recommend reading a book called Bowling Alone by Robert Putnam. Uh, It shows that just general civic involvement in non-political activities, such as whether it's church attendance, bowling leagues, uh, fraternal organizations, uh, or volunteering, have all trended lower since the 1960s. Uh, Binge drinking is also up considerably then particularly among younger people Uh, Past drinking has kind of come down a little bit like to say like post pandemic, but In general that trend has not looked good Uh, life expectancy has declined from 2016 to 2019 and still lower than its peak despite advancements in medical technology over the same period This is mainly due to increased drug overdose rates and suicides. The suicide rate nationally is threatening the early 1990s high, which happens to be around when the SSRIs were invented. Uh, The U.K. is also starting to see its life expectancy level off. Uh, The U.S. birth rate continues to make new lows, which is a uh, continuation of a trend that has been going back since 2008. Marriage rates have also continued to make new lows. I think you'll see a bump for that in 2022 because a lot of weddings that are supposed to happen in the last two years were delayed but I don't really see any signs of any structural cultural changes that would make that sustainable. Uh, rates of clinical depression and anxiety are at record highs globally. Uh, the US ranks third in this category but the correlation Anxiety is not driven by absolute income levels. Uh, A microcosm of this would be the adverse mental effects occurring at the University of Iowa, where anxiety, depression, and um, considered suicide attempts are at highs. Overall, really, the mental illness rate, apparently for those under 35, is as high as 24%, according to Pew Research. Uh, Millennials' incomes are 11% lower and net worths are 40% lower than their parents were at the same age. Statistically, if this continues, it'll be the first generation to be poorer than their predecessor. Uh, Those are some of the hard sets. The softer data tells a similar story. Uh, When it comes to those employed, uh, the number who are disengaged with their jobs pre the Great Resignation spiked from 39% in 1987 to 47 percent in 2007 to 70 percent in 2017 uh, I would say that you could see I've seen statistics high as 85 percent of people hating their jobs again pre great resignation I think that this has changed somewhat with the strengthening of the labor market um, in terms from an employees perspective so I think those numbers actually will improve but in general belief, job stability is low, with only 12% of millennials expecting to stay at their current job within five years. This could be spun out as two ways. It could be a positive sign that millennial and Gen Z are just ambitious and they know that they could be uh, uh, capped at their current jobs and are striving to move up. Or it could just mean that they're just afraid of their job security. But I'm going to take the optimistic point on the of that. Economic optimism is also... Uh, at its low. If you've seen the Michigan uh, Consumer Sentiment Index is at its all-time low. It's lower than it was in the worst of 2008 to 2009 despite the economy still technically growing. Uh, You see a lot of um, younger generations giving up on classic traditional success markers such as owning property or entrepreneurship or Becoming a pillars in their community or financial goals in favor of experiences such as traveling more or attending music festivals or placing their um, self-worth not in their accomplishments, but in their identity and I'm not going to get into that because I don't want this video to be taken down but either way, it's It's showing a broader pain that's going on there. Uh, This is not really due to just demographers saying that they're favoring experiences, but I think it's really just an abandonment of hope towards the financial future to afford the more traditional markers of success. Um, And even with, um, again, the wage situation the way it is, people just don't believe that things are good out there. The lack of social confidence also led to peak nihilistic sentiment. Um, You basically have hobbies fundamentally replaced by social media. Uh, One of the most popular TV shows among millennials, Rick and Morty, is entirely based off of a cynical nihilist point of view. Uh, uh, So yeah, Rick and Morty is one example of nihilism. The other example is really you have end of the world apocalyptic views of what's going to happen to both the United States and the world as a whole. They vary depending on what side of the aisle you're on. People on the right generally are afraid of political and social and ethnic strife destroying the nation, whereas you have people on the left fearing that climate change is really just going to cause the world to end in a decade. Whether you think it's going to end due to social tension and civil unrest or due to uh, climate it's the it's the idea that people really think that we're at the end of an age in an apocalyptic world is more of the issue I'm trying to point out here uh, you've seen a lot of radical political proposals on both sides of the aisle uh, you often see the apathetic preach the enjoy the decline and have given up on trying to fix anything in society or improve on individual level. Um, even modern personal development books and some of the views are either one side that you have to basically just be this perfect person and have superhuman l- levels of discipline to really accomplish anything in life and then the other side saying oh hey wait maybe you should just give up on having certain priorities because you're not gonna realistically have the discipline and it's all just survivorship bias anyway so you even have these extreme schizophrenic views on whether you should even try hard in improving your current situation Uh, and it's also really kinda starting to be um, influenced somewhat in the financial markets but are seeing stocks and bonds both fall together and the whole movement of crypto even in the last generation is really people are buying Bitcoin as a bet on societal and economic collapse. It wasn't really a bullish case of optimism. And even when people were buying stocks, it wasn't a bullish case. It was a a bearish case that the central banks would bail, things would be so bad, the central banks would bail people out. And so you had to buy anything in order to keep up with the inflation or hyperinflation. So why does everybody think this way? Not everybody, but a large significant chunk of the population. Why is there a huge divergence between social pessimism and economic data? I mean, the economic data might start to catch down due to uh, inflation, but Even though you've seen the misery index rise, the perceived misery in social statistics still are worse. I think there's a number of reasons for this. And I'm going to split this into a second part where I'm going to talk about the cynical industrial complex and who benefits from the polarization and the level of anxiety and malaise triggered from People feeling bad about themselves and what to do about it.